Welcome to the Real Estate Survival Guide, the show that teaches realtors how to build relationships, earn trust, land the deal, and change lives to create a thriving real estate business. Welcome to today's episode of the Real Estate Survival Guide podcast. I'm your host, John Shrookman, and I am so thankful to have you with me for today's episode. On today's episode, I want to continue our conversation from earlier this week, where we talked about how there are no participation trophies. We talked about the NCAA tournament, which ended late Monday night with the Baylor Bears beating the Gonzaga Bulldogs. In this episode, I want to tell you that you do not have to be the best to find success. This is another lesson that I've learned over the past couple years watching the NCAA tournament. It is so interesting to me because as mentioned briefly on our last episode, it's called March Madness for a reason. And what is so awesome about every single season are the upsets. And what I think we love about the tournament is that when we watch, any team can win on any given day. You don't have to be the best team on the court to find success. You could still win the game. Every single team that plays in the tournament has an opportunity to play the same game. You have two 20-minute halves in the men's basketball tournament. You have just as much of a chance to win as the other team on the other side. You both start with zero points, so it's not like one side starts with 50 points and the other side starts with zero. Every side starts with zero points. Now, I know that the odds basically say it's almost impossible for a 16 seed in the tournament to beat a one seed or a 15 seed to beat a two, etc. But we have seen both of these things happen over the past couple years. This year especially could be called the year of the upsets with number 15 Oral Roberts beating number two seed Ohio State in the first round to my great delight as a Michigan fan, along with many other upsets. This year, even powerhouse teams like the University of Texas lost in the first round of the tournament. Other teams like the Syracuse Orange, the USC Trojans, the Oregon Ducks, the Loyola Chicago Ramblers, there were so many teams and so many upsets in the games this year. And when you watch the tournament and see these upsets, this is what is so exciting about the tournament. Everybody has a chance. Who would have thought even that a couple years ago, a 16 seed could even beat a number one seed. And that happened when the University of Maryland, Baltimore County beat number one, Virginia. The odds certainly don't favor a number 16 over a number one, but try telling that to the UMBC retrievers. Try telling them that they could not beat Virginia before that game. There's so much that can happen in the tournament, and that is why so many of us really enjoy it each spring. If you even look at the University of Virginia, three years ago in that tournament, they were the first number one seed since the tournament expanded to 64 teams to ever, ever lose to a number 16 seed. So they literally had the worst upset in NCAA tournament history happen. Then they came back the very next year and won the entire tournament and became national champions. And what a comeback that was. And then they came back this year, the first year since two years ago, because there was no tournament last year. And many people had them at least going into the final four, in some cases, the championship game, and some even had them winning the whole tournament. And they again lost in the first round this year as a number four seed when they lost to number 13, Ohio, 58 to 62. So even between year to year and being a higher seed, any team can win or lose in any tournament game. 
This year, there were so many upsets, and even though it hurt to watch the UCLA Bruins knock off my Michigan Wolverines in the Elite Eight, the tournament was still wonderful to watch as we got to see these amazing teams that had grit, toughness, and heart play hard and believe in themselves. Those lower-seeded teams certainly did not give up because nobody picked them, and they did not give up when they were a lower-ranked seed. This season saw the most upsets in tournament history, and this year's NCAA tournament was actually the most times that a double-digit seed, so a team seeded 10th or lower, advanced to the round of 32. It was the most times that that happened in history. This was the first NCAA tournament to ever have three teams seeded 13 or worse make it to the second round. So it was a pretty historic NCAA tournament. So this is all great, but John, why are you going on and on about the seeds and spending five minutes talking about the NCAA tournament? What is the point? Well, my point is this. You do not have to be the best to find success in real estate. As I pointed out, even a 16 seed can sometimes beat a number one seed. All these teams go into the tournament and get seeded and play the games and just play their heart out in the tournament. They don't have to be the best. They don't have to be the most talented. And they don't have to be the team with the biggest or best players to find success. In the same way, I have found that in my real estate career, I don't necessarily have to be the best realtor to find success. There are many other agents that I know that do an amazing job and are great realtors and are probably better than me. But that doesn't mean that because I'm not the number one seed, I cannot have success. Maybe I'm not the number one seed Baylor Bears or Gonzaga Bulldogs, but I can still put in the effort and win in this business. It's so interesting because many times, especially early in my real estate career, I remember becoming frustrated, especially as agents were around me making thousands or hundreds of thousands of dollars, and they had money to spend on things like marketing, money that I did not have. They would send out postcards and flashy things in the mail, and I felt like I could not compete with them. I knew one agent in particular who would send out a colored postcard each time a home sold in the neighborhood. And these postcards were not cheap. They probably costed a few dollars each and the agent sent them to every single home. I remember getting that in my mailbox once and feeling defeated. I can't compete with that. I don't have the budget to send out a colored postcard to every single home in the neighborhood. I had to learn that I don't have to be the best or the agent with the most deals or the agent with the highest marketing dollars to find success. There's plenty of business to go around in real estate. And so I want you to think about how you can apply this in your real estate career. You might not be that number one seed. You might not be that person that has thousands of dollars to spend on advertising or postcards or whatever it is. But what can you offer? What can you bring to the table? It's very interesting because when I've talked with people about listing their home or helping them find a home, it is often will sometimes come up about other agents who send out these postcards because they're pretty well known. And I would never say a bad thing about them at all. But what I do say is that my clients are going to get my focus when I list their home. They're going to deal with me from when the home is listed until settlement and for the entire transaction. In the NCAA tournament, these number one seeds are sometimes powerhouses. And if you look at it, you might think, wow, they're unbeatable. And yeah, that's true. If you're not going to put in the effort and energy needed to actually play the game and keep it close and have a chance, then you probably won't win if you just give up from the start. But in your real estate career, if we look at other agents and the success they're having and what they're doing and say, oh, I can never compete with them. I'm never going to have success. 
you really won't. We will give up instead of doing our best and trying the best to have great conversations with our clients and serve their needs. When I have these conversations with clients, I don't focus on what the other agents are doing. I really don't. I don't care what they're doing. Instead, what I have to focus on is what I'm bringing to the table. I don't focus on them doing hundreds or thousands of deals a year. I focus on showing them my value as we talked about a few weeks ago. I focus on how I will be with them through the entire transaction, how I will always answer their text or phone calls in a timely manner to be able to help them if they have questions. And I don't have to be that agent that does hundreds of deals a year and has a massive team. What I tell the client is that I'm going to serve them and do everything I can. And that is something that agents doing thousands of deals a year can't promise because they don't have the bandwidth to be at every single meeting with the client, show them all these houses, be at every meeting when they go to list their home. They need people on their team. And again, that works great for them, but I can't try to be them. And so for you, if you're an individual agent or on a small team, just focus on what you're doing. For some people and some agents, they have a wonderful team and that's awesome. I wish them well, but that's not what I offer. I'm going to offer my clients that personal touch, that relationship where they know that they can text or call me and I promise to get back to them within a couple hours. I'm going to offer them the service and know that no one will outwork me in the real estate transaction. No one will outperform because I'm going to work so hard for them. I make it very known that I'm happy to help them and happy to serve their needs in whatever way they need me to. If we're going to have success in our real estate career, instead of looking around or looking up or looking back at every other agent who's different from us and trying to compare ourselves to those agents that have been doing it 20, 30, 40 years, what we have to do is just focus on ourselves. What can I do in my business to find more success? What can I do that the clients will appreciate? I can promise that personal touch and know that my clients will appreciate that. And I know that they will be thankful that they can reach me with questions and ask me any kind of question that comes up. I never look at them or speak to them like they are bothering me. If I'm busy, I'm very honest. And I say, hey, I'm in the middle of something. I will work on this at this certain time in a couple hours. I might not be that number one seed. Maybe you're not, but I'm going to be that person that will outwork anyone and you can do that too, especially if you're starting your real estate career. Don't compare yourselves to the people that have been doing it for years and years. You can only try your best and think about what you bring to the table. So the point here is you don't have to be the best. You don't have to be the smartest. You don't have to be the best looking. Thank goodness in my case. You don't have to be the greatest realtor in the area, but find something that you are great at. What works for you? What can you offer that those other realtors can't? What sets you apart? What can you do to make yourself a great realtor that people want to work with? I've shared with you a few different times that one of the things I really find is that people appreciate how I build relationships and have open and honest communication. That has set me apart. And that is something that these other agents doing thousands of transactions a year can't say. And so try not to compare yourself to all of the other agents out there. Try to just do something that you can be the best at. And that's where you will find your success. If you want to win the tournament, it's not always about being the greatest team or the fastest team or the tallest team. What is your thing that you are the best at? And focus on it and do it with every single one of your clients. 
It's really the ones that work the hardest and put in the most effort that are the ones that find success. So I hope this is helpful to you. And I hope these things in this episode can apply to your real estate career and help you find success. With that, I will see you guys on our next episode. Thanks for listening to the Real Estate Survival Guide. If you enjoyed this episode, we would appreciate it if you'd leave us a review on iTunes. It helps others discover the show. If you know of anyone who would benefit from these messages, please spread the word. For more, you can visit us at therealestatesurvivalguide.com. Thank you so much, and we will see you on the next episode. Until then, keep putting in the effort. If you put in the effort, you'll be an amazing realtor.